Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. You can turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, The Missing Person, part 2, verse 1. It says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat on each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So this was all new to them. The spirit that Jesus had promised, remember we read about that in, in John chapter 14 and 16 last time. The, the spirit of truth, he will come to you, and he is with you, he will be in you. And now we see this as we saw in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that the spirit will come upon you to give you power. This is when that happened. The spirit came upon them, and manifestations of fire came on each person's head, and they began to speak in it. it tells us in the Greek, glossialia, which means languages. What this means is a language they'd never learned, a language they'd never practiced. Maybe they'd heard it, but now they're speaking it fluently as a manifestation of the Holy Spirit upon them. Verse 5, it says, And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled and saying to one another, Are not all these who speak Galileans? Now, what does that mean? Well, remember a little bit farther on in Acts chapter 5, you remember that Peter and John went to pray, met a lay man on their way, he asked them for alms, you know, they held out their palms and this is what Peter did say. Anyway, that, you remember the song, right? Anyway, at that point, after the guy was healed and everything, they learned that these guys were unlearned and untrained men. That's what they're saying when they say, aren't these guys Galileans? In other words, the Cotton Patch version would say, aren't these guys rednecks, you know? These aren't educated. These in Galilee, sorry, Kea, where you're, <laughs> where they were living, those were fishermen, those were farmers. They weren't the upper echelon that studied in the schools of Gamaliel down in Jerusalem and, and in Judea. These guys were considered country people, country folk, Emmitites or something. And, and they're like, how can these guys be speaking these languages so fluently? They don't teach language up in Galilee. And so here's these guys that are speaking these languages they never should have known. And it says, verse 8, And now it is that we hear each in our own language in which we were born, Parthians and Medes, Elamites, those who dwell in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God, So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what could this mean? Others mocking, saying they're full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. And so Peter begins to speak to them. 
And they're just, these pilgrims, they're coming for the day of Pentecost. It was the 50th day from the day of Passover, and they come together. That was the day that commemorated the giving of the law. And it was after the Feast of Weeks, and now that it's Pentecost, and so people from all over the world would come as pilgrims to Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost and honor the law that God had given them. And that was on this day that this giant crowd had gathered from all over the world into Jerusalem, that there was a a mighty sound and something these guys had never experienced before. They come out and they begin to see these Galileans speaking in their languages, declaring how wonderful God was, praising God in their languages, and they're, they're amazed, they're perplexed. Some, not so much, probably the Judeans who lived there didn't realize what was happening. They're like, oh, they must be drunk. Now Peter clarifies that. He says, for these are not drunk as you suppose, verse 15, since it's only the third hour of the day. I, I always wondered about that. You know, does that mean like at the sixth hour of the day, it's not going to be so good? Probably not. But he's saying, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. They're not drunk. But this... The manifestation of tongues that they're hearing is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Notice this, verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls the name of the Lord shall be saved. Notice he says that there's a timeline in which this is going to happen. That the Spirit of God will pour out himself on all flesh. And when is that timeline? When did it say it was going to happen? In what period of time? In the last days. In the last days. Now, my question to you is, do we live in the last days? Unless you're a preterist, which you probably don't even know what that means, (laughs) then you believe we do live in the last days probably if you're a Christian. And so here we see Peter saying that the time that he lived in, the time of the church is the last days. Now, I would argue that we are in the last of the last days. Now, notice how he describes when these these tongues and prophecy and visions and dreams, when they're going to happen, all the way up until when? The great and awesome day of the Lord. And during that time, anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So during the time of salvation is going to be the same time that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, specifically vision and prophecy, dreams and tongues because Peter relates it to that this is what Joel was talking about will be something that will be happening I I think as we look at the last days and we look at our our world around us and the technology that would allow for the things that Revelation chapter 13 talk about like a mark of a beast that no man would be able to buy or sell without a mark on his right hand or his forehead I mean those things are things that we can easily see how they could be possible today and I believe we live in the last of the last days and so it would not surprise me if the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit would increase as time gets closer to the end not like in the Old Testament where it was on priest and prophet and king that the Spirit would come and go and they would prophesy but it would be upon everybody all flesh anyone who would believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior would have the opportunity to have the power of the Holy Spirit in their life. And what would that look like? According to this passage, prophecy, dreams, visions, and speaking in tongues. These things will be manifested even 
up until the beginning, up until the end of the tribulation. And we're going to see that. Why do people have problems with the gifts of the Spirit? Well, I can tell you why I had a problem with it. First of all, because I was taught that. Second of all, because I was warned about it. And third, I, I never had experienced anything like that in my, in my personal life. So my own experience kind of dictated that. And lastly, I was afraid of it. But then I had a problem with the gifts because if, if this is something that the Bible truly says is going to happen, then that's something that I should also be experiencing in my own life. Now, as I mentioned, I picked up this book about the gifts of the Spirit. I got ahead of myself and started talking about that too early. But I picked up the gifts of the Spirit, saying it wasn't for today and quoting all these people and experiences from you know, people that are on the fringe of the Pentecostal and charismatic movements that you know, do some strange things and beg for a lot of money and promise you riches if you send your money to them. And easy targets for somebody to make a biblical argument against the gifts of the Spirit. He didn't quote anybody reputable, but then he did use a passage to back up his argument that the gifts were not for today, and that was in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You can turn there, please. Keep your finger in Acts 2. Sorry. Keep your finger in Acts 2. We'll be back there. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And of course, you know this as the love chapter. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It's not provoked. Thinks no evil. Believes all things. You know, all that, all that beautiful stuff. Love. We use this during weddings and things like that. But it's really speaking about the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit is what he's talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. But in this passage, at the end, it gives us some information about the gifts of the Spirit that they, there is going to come a time when they are going to stop. The gifts of the Spirit will stop. And he says that here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. So this passage shows that, that love is superior to the gifts, but when that which is perfect has come, there will be no longer a need for the gifts. Now the argument goes like this, and this is what this scholar said. He said, that which is perfect is the Word of God. In its original languages that was canonized for us or decided upon this, these are the biblical books at the Council of Nicaea, Nicaea in the 4th century, and basically, they, they said, these are the books of the, of the Bible, and, and I agree with the, what they chose, and I agree that it is perfect. I believe that it is perfect in its original text. But is that what this is talking about? Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208 991 2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.